Okay, so we're learning Torah Dalit in the Kutumaran. Last week we got up to Zion. So the Torah was speaking about when a person wants to, uh, when a person knows that everything that happens is for the best, whether it's good or bad, all the happenings of his life are for the best. This is an aspect of Olam Haba. Right? We said that that you can only get when you uh, recognize that everything is from Hashem, that both the good and the bad. Um, but you can only get there when you lift up Malchus. Malchus has fallen into Galus. It's fallen into the, to the lower places, to amongst the Gaim. That's where they rule the world, so to speak. They're the governments of the world. And we have to lift it up. Now, how do you do that? Is through, he's, the Rebbe says, through Vidui Dvarim Vnei Through um, basically speaking out what you've done wrong in front of a Tamachacham. And he brought a whole bunch of riots, how that's Malchus. Dibor is Malchus. One of the connections that we made were was Ma- Dibor was Malchus, and um, to make a long story short, he said that the sins of a person, the avoynois of a person, are chakukim from a pasuk in Yecheskel, are engraved, etched into his bones. And so he said that when a person's over in Avera, so it goes into his bones. The tzir of oisiyos, the the you know the the letters of the avera. Let's say la don't do this. Those letters go in and they're noikim on the guys. They they are vengeful on the guys' bones. They go in there and they're vengeful. So the uh, antidote to that, that the Rebbe said, was to um, to be misvada, to confess, to speak out the words, right? Call it smaisa temarna. All the words, I speak them out from my bones, so to speak. He's saying that we, we take out those words from the bad permutations and, and combinations that they have in the bones. And when we say, I did this wrong, it takes it out and reformulates it and fixes up the bones. Um, and we said that that's dafka through the, in front of the tzaddik, in front of the tamachacham, because the tamachacham is a paradigm and is the very essence of the Torah. So... We say that something went into Aish. Aish is Torah. The Rebbe connected Aish to Torah. We have to go bring it through all of these things to bring it out of the bone. We're up to Zion. Zepirish, Hamas, Melech, Malchay, Moves. The king's anger is the Malchay, Moves, is the, is the messenger of death. So the Rebbe is connecting the, the Lushan of Melech to this aspect of taking vengeance which comes from the Malchus itself. Um, the Hemshech of the Pasuk, the, the, the Hemshech of the Pasuk over there is Ve'ish Chacham Yichaprenu. And the wise man, the Chacham, is going to bring atonement. He's going to be Mechaper. Hainu, Bechinas Tamachach or Bechinas Moshe, Hu Yichaper Loi. They said before that Tamachacham is always the aspect of Moshe. Moshe uh, is the quintessential tzaddik, and, and, and when we, the Amorim, uh, would call each other Moshe, every person has that aspect of the tzaddik, of the Tamachacham within them also. But when you go in front of the aspect of Moshe, of Tamachacham, you, you, uh, you can get kapar. Famous Pasuk in old times, it says that. <coughs> HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives, he's over, he jumps over the Pesha, the sin. The Sh'eris for, right, Shirayim is like the leftovers. Sh'eris is the remnant of his people, of his inheritance, right? And the Gemara says there, Jerusha on that, Va'iver al-Pesha l'Sh'eris, l'misha mesim athmash kishirayim. Someone that makes himself like the Shirayim, like the leftovers, like the, the, makes himself like nothing. Someone who is mamish, a 
anav, he's a person that can do this. He's the person that's the ish chacham yichapreno that can bring this kapara. Nimsa. When a person comes in for Tamachacham and he speaks out all of the things that he's done wrong, and Tamachacham is the aspect of Moshe, that he makes himself mamish very, very like nothing. Moshe was very exceedingly humble. Uh, his rabbi is explaining that this is the aspect of being called a chacham. Meshikasam, the chachma me'ayinti matzei. Chachma comes from where? Literally, the, the translation literally of the Pasuk is from where does chachma, where are we going to find it? But the drasha that many, many people have made on this Pasuk is, well, chachma me'ayinti matzei. It comes from ayin. Me'ayin yovah yezri. Exactly. From the level of ayin. Um, me'ayin is, on one sense, in one sense, uh, you know, it means the Ein Saif, the infinite, and that's like uh, many of the Pshatim bring, bring down um, in that context. But over here, he means to bring it down, Me'ayin, like, like nothingness, meaning a person that's utterly humble, considering himself like nothing. So, Chachma comes from humility. That's basically what the Pasuk would be saying. And hence, when the Pasuk said, Ish Chacham Yechaprenu, that who's going to get rid of the the anger of the melech and bring it up to be good to be mechaper is ish chacham chacham is someone it's someone that is utterly humble that's from that that he has the that the wise man will bring atonement and because of um, <coughs> Because of this, Omar, the very interesting lashon. Right? If you carry and meaning forgive their sin, meaning the sin of the eagle, which is pretty bad, like a couple of days after the biggest chasana and the biggest connection and dvekas to Akadosh Baruch Hu, fell into the eagle and you know really ran off with another person. And the pasuk says. Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Hashem. Vim Ayin. That's question. After. But hold the thought. And if not, then he erased me from the book. So, you know, there's also um, you know, one of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu was erased from one parsha in the Torah because he said that. But, Vim Tisa Chatasam, Vim Ayin If you forgive them, good. If not, erase me. Hizeh min Nimna. Oh. It's it's impossible that a person should not have a certain level of godless when he hears that people are praising him. It's impossible that a person could not feel little pangs of Pride when he uh, when he sees someone when he hears someone praising him. It's fraught when it's you know the king of uh, the king of the world praising him. You'd for sure feel a little bit like yeah, a little little prideful. Um, no matter who you are, it's it's almost impossible, right? There's a there's a story with uh, one of the rebbe's in Yerushalayim. There was like a mentally unstable guy that uh, that would um, 
that I would make, you know, basically inappropriate comments all the time. And one time, the Rebbe was standing online somewhere with him, and this guy started saying, Oh, the Rebbe is here, the Rebbe is so heilig, the Rebbe is so geschmack, the Rebbe is amazing. And he started making these comments about the Rebbe um, in front of everyone in the store. And afterwards, the Rebbe told some of his chassidim, he said, you know, everyone knows that this guy is like, you know, more than slightly uh, mentally unstable. You know, no one's taking his words too seriously for the better or for the worse. He said, and even though he was just saying a few words that were nice, he said, still, it felt very good. You know, he wasn't saying that he became Balkaiva or anything, but he said it felt very good. He was bringing it out in the Nakuda that, yeah, you should definitely give others praise. You know, you should praise people and give people's praise. But it, for that person, sometimes, Reb Nassim says a famous thing that he said that, you know, it was very, they found him once before giving a speech and he was crying and they asked him why he's crying. He said, because there are people out there in the audience that think that they're God. And for them, I need to knock them into the, knock some sense into them and say, you're not God. You know, start, get, get moving. And he said, there are people out there in the, in the audience and the people that are mamish feeling like they're broken shards of nothing. For them, I need to lift them up. So how am I supposed to get one speech lift up people and then bring them down you know he said it's very difficult so obviously when you're dealing with people you should always try to lift up people because you know in general people need lifting up but when you receive it it's hard not to feel a little bit uh a little bit gaiva and so over here he says um and Moshe Rabbeinu was hearing his shvacham he was hearing his praises and he didn't feel any godless Right, the whole day it's all God is speaking to Moshe, Hashem is speaking to Moshe, and there's Shvachim of Moshe in the Torah. He himself would say over these Shvachim. He didn't feel even a pang of greatness from it, of, of, of pride. That the man, the Moshe was very humble. Like we said before, that the tzaddik, the the could bring kapara davka because he's nothing, because he's on a level of humility. He's on such a deep level of humility that he that he's able to bring kapara. That's why he was able to bring kapara for the avon That wise man will bring a kapara. But now the Rebbe is going to bring it into the words in a very unique way. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, What does that mean, V'im If you don't forgive Klai Yisrael for their sins, You're showing that I don't have enough Anivus. Because if I would have enough Anivus, a tzaddik that has enough Anivus, he can give me Mechap or anything. So if you give kapara great, but if not, that shows that something's lacking in my anivus. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying. What's this thing that's bringing me the godless, the small amounts of pride? If you're going to say Hakadosh Baruch you're not going to give kapara to Klal Yisrael, is the fact that I'm written in this Torah that I see all the time. It says Moshe Rabbeinu is so great. Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to God. Ah, if so, erase me from the erase me from the book. They should I shouldn't fall into godless. I see that I'm being praised all the time. It's very difficult to overcome such a test to see and to hear praises all the time and not to become caught in in uh, in unnecessary pride. 
only person that can do that is an utter, utter humble person. And if I am talking that person, then you have to be machaper on their kapar, on, on their sin. Like the Rebbe brought down the pasuk before, that a person that makes himself kishirayim like nothing is utterly humble. He's someone that could could bring kapara for the people. This is the aspect of which actually is referring a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's the king. There's Madrashim, Tarnyonison, that says that I have made you a king. Moshe Rabbeinu was a king. In the beginning of the Torah, we were speaking about Malchus being lifted up. The humble will inherit the land. The Eretz, he needed the Malchusa. Uh, let's just finish off this little paragraph. There's a lot in it. That the earth rise up against him. So first of all, Dina the Machusa Dina, right, we all know, means that you should preferably not steal from the government, being that it's uh, um, against the law. Um, you know, obviously there's certain partner, <laughs> there's certain, uh, what do you call them, rationalizations for him, it's a mitzvah to speak against him, Lashon Hara, and for this person, it's a mitzvah to steal, but there are no, no, no such things. You got to keep the law of the land. That's the Pashup Shah, Dina de Malchusa Dina. Whatever the even um, governments of the, of, the, of the civil law says, that's what you have to, you have to keep. But over here he's saying Dina de Malchusa. He's connecting Din to Malchus. So what he's saying is, is that. And he then he connects also anavim to aretz, and then to aretz miskayim aloi. That means that's a reference to the land coming up against the person. The earth rises up against him. Is talking about that um, sins themselves take revenge against the person. So over here it goes back to what the what the rabbi said with the bones. In the beginning of the Torah, um, Nachman said that uh, the bones have the sins etched within them, and then the, the words etched into the bones, they, they come up against the person themselves, they shatter the bones, and the person gets, uh, gets, gets, um, gets uh, you know, harsh judgments against them. So what he's saying is that, yeah, there is such a thing, that the Eretz, the Malchus, the words themselves can come up against the person, but there's another aspect of it, and that's the aspect of the Kapara, and that's also from the Eretz. Why? Because Vanavan Yirshu Eretz, the humble will inherit the earth, Meaning that the aretz, the malchus, the the dinim can also get a kapara through the anavim. Like we, we, we what we've just been saying is that you have to um, come to the tzaddik, to the talmud chacham. That's very very humble, and that utterly humble tzaddik can be in a tremendous kapara. We'll do a little bit further in the Torah because this gets very interesting now. Not that the rest of it wasn't interesting. Here's a long mashal that was said um, in the Gemara, I believe. <coughs> yeah, it says in Saita. Um, there's a mashal. He was going in the darkness of night. He was afraid from thorns and thistles and from holes in the ground. Everything was dark and he was lost in the forest. So he was afraid of wild animals and bandits. He didn't know where to go. And as the Hemshech of, the, of this Maimon um, Chazal is going to say, eventually he got out of it all. There was a torch, and then there was dawn, and then he came to the crossroads. We'll get to the rest of the story 
as it develops in the Torah. But Rebbe goes back here and starts to, to speak a little bit, kicks gears a little bit. Obviously, it will all come back to one. Kizayadua. Everyone knows. All bad midas, all the bad character traits, and all of the things that come out of it, they're derivatives. They come from the four basic elements of the world. He translates it as humors. Not sure what that means exactly. You look it up in these forum. But now we're going to get into it. Atzvos vitodosin, depression and all the stuff that comes along with depression. Nimshach midaimim. One of the elements of the world is inanimate. Rocks, you know, sand. Earthy. What? Earth. Exactly. Daimim, earth. And that's atzvos. You feel a little bit depressed. It comes from that earthliness, from that inanimate stuff, just dead. Tavis Royce was so to say now that's not the only thing that's bad. There's also a Midarav Taiva. We have desires for things that we shouldn't be having. It comes from the vegetative life. It already has some life to it. So there's something that's going on there, but it's going on in all the wrong places. And just uh, wasting away your time schmoozing Boozing in the mikveh and the Tadasayim and all the stuff that comes out of that, you know, it could come out the Lashon Hara and all that. Neshach Mechai comes from animals, an animalistic element. The Gaiva of the and you have the highest level of, uh, according to this, of these bad characters is pride, is haughtiness. Neshach Mechai comes from, you guessed it, from human people. Human peoples that have the Kayach to speak and to feel, uh, you know, Gaivadik. We have that uh, that issue coming from the element called the daber, right? There's inanimate objects, daimim. There's tzemeach, the vegetative level of elements, and there's the chai, which is animals, and medaber, which are humans. So Misha writes a leilach b'derech hakodesh. He wants to go in the path of holiness. Tzarech leshabu kol midisrois. You got to break all of them. So how do you do it? V'sapal lefnei tamachacham. Hanavidadvarim. Like we said, you have to speak out in front of tamachacham. What you did wrong. And the tzaddik will help each person according to his source of the root of his soul to rectify what he needs to. But now he's going to go into a little bit deeper and show that there's two other things that need to be done before that, really, um, that will bring you to also fixing up these levels. There are three levels. Um, Three aspects of coming close, of um, uh, through these three aspects, everything gets fixed. When you see the tzaddik, if you're having the sukkah, those big pictures with all the tzaddikim, all he says, you have to see the face of your rebbe. Um, just to do that, it already starts to heal, heal things. Um, obviously, just to add in the breast of uh, take on that, there's a famous story, which I don't have the name, so I'll just make up Maishala, the water carrier, that you know, he was sitting there next to Rab Nassan and he was crying that he was never zeichet to see Rab Nachman because he was just born right after Rab Nachman passed away. And he was like, ah, and Rab Nassan said, um, said to him, what, and you think, you know, 
the, the guy, I mean, I guess I used Moshe, the water carrier already. So one of his Talmidim was, was, was complaining in front of Reb Nassim. Reb Nassim said, what, you think Moshe, the water carrier, that would just bring the water to Reb Nachman, saw Reb Nachman? He said, you learn the Kutumaran, you see the face of the Tzaddik. In Breslov especially, they say that, you know, the face of the Tzaddik is found in his, in his Torahs. So when you learn a Torahs of any Tzaddik, then you're Mamish connecting to his face. So there's one level of seeing the Tzaddik, um, that is just, you know, learning it. But there's another level also a kapshutai of just seeing tzaddikim. When you see tzaddikim, it does something to you. Zoysa so v'china... When you rush on you come to the tzian before you're just supposed to kind of gaze and look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say that uh, in, in Breslov, you know, that the Rebbe didn't leave another Rebbe. Um, so his talmidim and their talmidim and their talmidim and their talmidim, they really reflect the, the, the Rebbe. You know, the more closer you get to people that are very, very, you know, genuine and have a genuine Messiah connecting back to Reb Nachman, the more you see that. Um, obviously, you see that reflected in all sorts of differences and facets and stuff like that and the different varied people, but I think it's very much that you can, you know, um, Nachman says that the tzaddik is like a signet ring. When you look at it, it's all backwards, and then when you stamp it into the thing, then you see the the letters all together. Nowadays, you'd say like an inverted thing that you have to hold up to the mirror, and you know you see it the right way because your selfie camera was backwards. But um, he, so he says that the, the tzaddik is very impossible to understand and to see and to perceive. But when you see a talmidim, so they're more relatable, and you see who the tzaddik really is. So I think you know it's very clear like that. Um, so yeah, there are ways to definitely see Reb Nachman, and there are ways to see other tzaddikim in the generation. And this one thing of seeing the tzaddik, of seeing your Rebbe, gets rid of two, wipes out two huge things, two huge issues. The inanimate and the vegetative state. Hainu, which represented atzvas, depression, and desire. Those are two pretty big big uh, issues in life, depression and desires. He says, oh, you see, face of the tzaddik, and you start to get rid of all that stuff. Why? And he's going to explain. Now, for all of the guys that are not yet married, this is in and of itself enough of a reason to get married. You don't really need to get married. You could go help out your brother or your cousin and also experience this, but it's definitely a good thing to get married anyways and to, uh, to have kids. What the Rebbe describes now. He had tzaddik nikra aim. The tzaddik is called a mother. Because he nurses Klaiyasar with the light of his Torah. Um, just this image of itself, Moshe Rabbeinu, he brings down over here, um, said to Hashem, Was I pregnant with all these people that I give birth to them? Like Moshe Rabbeinu uses the Lashonis, like I gave birth to them. You know, he was rhetorically, but you see that the tzaddik and the Klaiyasar is like almost like a mother. And um, so, because he's literally, he nurses us, he, he gives us our spiritual nourishment. Uh, here is for a plug for Swiss. I didn't, I did not arrange this properly, but now you know, right before Swiss is great about Torah Nikris Chalav, and the Torah is called Chalav. The the Vash, the Chalav, Tachas Lashaynech. The Gemara in Chagiga 13a he brings down here says things that are sweeter than honey and milk, the Torah should be under your tongue. This is talking about the Torah, the Vash, the Chalav. So you see that Chalav, milk, is the aspect of the Torah, and obviously according to the him, the, you know, the, the whole thing of what, what Rav Nachman is describing here is that the tzaddik nurses us. So yeah, it's chalav. Why do we, drink, why do we have all of these uh, beautiful, delicious cheesecakes on Shavuos? Is because the Torah is literally nursing us. 
okay, I don't suggest giving your child cheesecake, um, infant cheesecake to nurse them. Maybe now with the infant formula crisis, you'll try it, but it's not definitely not a suggest, you know, you know, very smart thing to do. But the Torah is something that we do get um, from from the tzaddik, and from the Torah we get like a, a nourishment that's like a mother's milk. Now here's here's the crux of it, the point of all this. As we see straight up. When a, when a child, when a baby, an infant is sad and depressed and just uh, totally, you know, out of it. Right? You go to pick up your kid from Gan and it's a long day and the kids are sitting there like, like half sleeping. And then he sees your, his father, he sees his mother, jumps up and runs and like... Yes, you know, because he's returning to his source. He feels so excited to come back to his source. We go to see just straight up. If you go test this out. Now you're picking up your kid and God, and he, the mower told him 16 times, do not go into the mud. I know it rained. It's very tempting, but do not go in the mud. And he's in there again and again, digging his hand in the mud and enjoying it. You know, don't go. You're going to get but he has a big taiva for going in there. He throws it all up in a second. He runs to his mother. He right one second. He throws it all off, and because he wants, because he sees, because he sees the tzaddik. And he connects that to the beginning of that of that thing. I'm going to just to connect it back to the to the idea uh, to the, to the Gemara over there. Shubichinas tzemeach, kaitzim are thorns; they're vegetative. Uphasim are holes. Shubichinas daimim is an inanimate object; it's just a hole in the ground. the Gemara there says when he has a torch, a light. Zetam chacham. This is the time chacham. Shimi, you want to just close the door? Okay, Mayor. Shu avak. That uh, he lights up the R of the Torah. So, from that he saved from the two Midas Rice of of being just lackadaisical, depressed, and also all the Tzemeach, which is the Tzemeach. He saved from these two uh, pitfalls of these two aspects of that. And you see that when you see the Tzaddik. Uh, he brings that over here, which is a good point, is that obviously, you know, if there's real, he doesn't bring it down in this context, but if there's a real disconnect between a mother and a child, let's say for whatever reason, the child never had the connection to the mother, and doesn't know who the mother is, you know, a lot of times there won't be that thing, you know. Um, but when there is some vague connection even to the mother, or when there's a desire to have that connection, so then yeah, it'll do that. And you see that, with a tzaddik, um, you know, I've seen it many times in my life, you know, you're just down and out and you're just depressed or just filled with all your tibas. You see a tzaddik, just, just being in his presence, you just run and you start to run and you start to feel energetic. And then all of like the tibas that you're like so involved in, you felt like so, couldn't get out of it a couple of minutes ago. You're just like, what? Why do I even need that? So Hashem should help us that in schus of the tzaddik and learning the safer of the tzaddik, we should be able to see the pnei tzaddik and run out from those two aspects. And next week we'll finish, we'll carry on to the next ideas of Rav Nachman development.